Welcome to the podcast. I'm in the middle of doing something. And music just started again on me like that. You'd think I'd figure it out by now, folks, but uh, I haven't. So, um, man, I'm just trying to get started right now if you're watching live. I'm setting up the podcast live on YouTube um, in case anybody wants to watch it. Uh, and we're creating a stream. We're just going to see how well this works. Um, I'm going to go live, default microphone. I think it's HyperX microphone. Try again. Upcoming. All right, so I can't do that. Mm, interesting. Okay, can't use that. Uh, can't stream. T- I need to figure that out. So, 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 here we are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, thank you for being here and what a weekend it's been. I have a lot to talk about. Had a great weekend. Saw Sam Tripoli and Brian Callen, Johnny Betancourt and Trez. That's his name, Trez. (laughs) Forget the last name. Um, at the Diversion Amusements in Las Vegas. It was a great show, AKA Deep Waters. Uh, wonderful podcast, had a great time, and I'll just say this, the pandemic's over, so I think I don't have to talk about it anymore, everybody, I'm really stoked about that, um, why do I say the pandemic's over, I, I'm, I'm saying the pandemic's over because, uh, why is it, why is the pandemic over, huh, mm. it's hard to say, it, oh, no it's not, nobody, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. I swear to God, man, nobody's wearing a mask in Vegas now. They lifted it. Everybody's fine. Everybody's normal. Smokers' coughs are back. Nobody's blinking an eye. People are just lighting up black and miles at the fucking craps table, baby. We're back to 2019, and it felt good to be in Vegas, man. It felt good to be around people who are fucking normal. You know what I mean? It's no- I, Maybe coming from someone like me, man, but gr- grew up in a casino. So I grew up around cigarette smoke. I don't like it. You know what, dude? It smells like my childhood. Fortunately, I love it. And um, yeah, man, I've been around that my whole life. So it felt normal to be around it, whether I like it or not, you know, personal preference. But uh, yeah, everybody was nice, back to normal. I got fist bumps, handshakes going, hugs. I got a hug from San Tripoli. Man, he's a nice guy. Love the show, but uh, pandemic's over, so the show is great. Spacing, they're still separating your tables like it's a fucking pandemic, though. It's kind of strange, and some people still believe it, Um, but I'll tell you one thing. There's this lady, I was in line to get food. She did not even, some people are conspiratorial about the pandemic. This lady was on another level. She was coughing, no mask, but coughing like in her hands, right? And uh, like, Sorry if that's loud in the mic in the in your headphones, but that's man, that's what this lady was doing. And I was just looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I don't care that you're coughing, but you might unsettle everybody around me and make them uncomfortable. Please don't make these people uncomfortable. It doesn't bother me. I step closer to her because I like crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, you're coughing? You think you're bugging me? No. Let me breathe it in. <sighs> Get a whiff of that. For real. Not scared of nothing. You know what I mean? P- 
people are so fucked up in their heads from this pandemic. This lady created six feet of space with her and the people in front. I was behind. I stood closer. And I was probably starting at a normal five feet, six feet, just because of this fucking stickers they still got on the ground. And the way people look at you sometimes if you move, if you're not standing in your square. Jesus Christ, man. Fuck, I told myself I wouldn't talk about the pandemic, but I, hey, this is a victory. Ringing the bell like Brian Callen did in AKA Deep Waters. Uh, I think I won. I think the pandemic's over. Nobody's buying into it anymore. Super stoked about that. Really happy, actually. Uh, man, it was nice to go to a live show. Everything's good in the world. Didn't have to worry about, you know, laughing through a mask. You kidding me? No way. I wouldn't have worn it anyways. I didn't wear a mask at the last show where a mask mandate was in fact in effect because fuck that. I was drinking a beer the whole time. So I avoided that rule. Um, where are we? Where are we? It's Sunday and I came in late. Everybody thought I was retiring and uh, that's interesting. Not everybody. If you were on my Instagram... I put out a retirement post about, you know, me retiring from podcasting, and it wasn't true. I'm coming, it kind of was true, actually. I was retiring for about five days, six days, and I'm coming back, and I'm back. This is my first podcast back, and it was really easy to make this podcast coming back because, I mean, you take a break from it, and not a lot changes in your life, but, uh, because <laughs> who the hell listens to this podcast? Um, so nobody's saying, dude, I miss you. Where's that podcast? Why aren't you making that podcast? Had one person do that. Told me not to retire. Um, I told him I was coming out of retirement. Took, took the trouble off their mind for a little bit. So here we are out of retirement and, um, just really enjoying everything. I think the microphone settings might be a little high right now. Not too sure. Um, when I listen to podcasts, you think um, you hear like Chris D'Elia, uh Joe Rogan, anybody fucking doing a podcast these days. And you're like, man, that that uh, microphone quality, how they doing that? And you, you know how they're doing it? They paid somebody. <laughs> and I'm just over here like, oh, maybe I listened to my last but I listened to my last podcast. I'm like, oh, the audio fucking sucked. Nobody's listening to this. And uh, of course not. Why would you? Uh, listen to anything where, where the audio is not perfect. So if you do listen to this and understand the audio is still a work in progress, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm the only you know director, producer, actor on this podcast. And uh, here I am, third eye hitter, Sunday Gains. Welcome to the show. And uh, let's do some sponsors real quick. I'm sponsored by my wife. Uh, she lets me do this podcast. Let's me. Uh, sponsors me, whatever you call it. That's my sponsor. Uh, I've got my parents. They're sponsoring me. Um, I should call this Mom's Basement Podcast. I'm in my... I actually thought about that, but, you know, um, my mom's not in this house, and somebody already has a Mom's Basement Podcast, and what is a podcast title if it's not true? So, 100%. So, I stuck with... I'm here with Third Eye Hitter. And I, why is it a third eye hitter? It's third eye hitter till I find, I like, I just believe this podcast, I'll keep going and then eventually it'll get like shut down. I'll just have to make a new one. So when I make a new one, this is to me, 
uh, America before it came it became an empire, like the history. It's going to be the history of the third eye. And if you really like who I am in like 10, 12 years, you'll, you'll be seeing like how he came to be. Like, well, what was the thought process? What was he doing? Nothing. Talking on the fucking computer, chit-chatting, not doing a damn thing. Uh, besides just talking out loud, thinking out loud, practicing uh, this skill, supposed skill. Some people don't think it's a skill. That's fine. I was thinking about this. Uh, man, it's like, what does this guy talk about? He could talk about anything. And so I need to not talk about some things, though, because... You got to let people get to know you before they they hate you. You can't just let them hate you right off the bat. Um, so what did I do this past weekend? I had a great time in Vegas, like I already mentioned, watching Brian Callen, San Tripoli, and uh, Johnny Betancourt, a couple other comedians. Trez, you can find him on my Instagram under the people I follow. Uh, you'd find all that there, which is refreshing and awesome. And it's just, you know, nice to... See, Brian Callen, honestly, oh, let me get this. I got to get this off my chest about Brian Callen. Hated him. Not personally, but just like who he was on Joe Rogan. When I first would listen to him, like, who is this guy? He sounds like an armchair philosopher. He sounds like every philosophy undergrad I went to school with. You know, you know what Nietzsche says. Oh, tell me what Nietzsche says, please. What do you say in that book that was translated? Or was it? Did Nietzsche write in plain English uh, today? Who knows? It'd be nice if he did. Um, I'm not an expert on him. But uh, at first, I just listened to Brian Callum. He's just difficult to listen to. But when you have Brian Callum with uh, Sam Tripoli, same room, right? Uh, it's like a sweet serenade of just balancing each other. Oil and water. You know what I mean? And I I had never heard... So that... so. At, my point is, aka Deep Waters, I grew a strong appreciation for Brian Callen and his way of thinking because there was somebody else I wouldn't, you know, who challenged him in a delightful, funny way, and it really brought out brought out the best in Brian Callen. I would say. Now that aside, um, I still have my issues with Brian Callen. Um, He's a little old for me. It's hard for me to relate to somebody so old. He's like 60, 62, 63. So his jokes are a little dated like he is. Uh, but his flexibility on stage, he gets in some precarious positions. So you're like, you know, this guy does yoga. At least he works out. He talks about working out. He talks about trying not to die by uh, <laughs> taking his life and health seriously, which is wonderful. And so... Uh, Brian Callen also, I had no respect for his stand-up game, how he was as a stand-up comedian, but after listening to his stand-up, he's good. Surprisingly. I was surprised, man, because, you know, when somebody does a podcast and who they are, like I do a podcast, I can never do stand-up comedy, right? There's a big gap between uh, this and somebody who does stand-up comedy, I would say. This is bullshit. Uh, this is just, you know, nothing. Just yakking. Just jabbing. And, uh, but Brian Callen is a good stand-up comedian. So I'm just going to acknowledge that as a human, as a person for posterity. Until he sucks in the future. Because uh, he might have, like, 
Uh, as you as you get older, we all fade. So I don't know if he'll still be funny in 20 years. Maybe he'll be funny in the way he fades. Who knows? That's just uh, the way I think right now. Um, so what else am I going to talk about? It's like, how do you look at a mic and talk? Um, I'm still figuring this whole podcasting out. So great weekend. Uh, Johnny Bettencourt. Hey, he makes a lot of high-quality videos for Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat. A lot of other people check him out. Also does stand-up comedy. Great appreciation for him. Uh, man, just nice people, dude. Uh, anytime anybody even uh, says hi to you, I'm nobody, right? Obviously. Uh, but I've seen him at other shows, and they take time. They take like three, four minutes. You know, hey, good to see you again. Thanks for coming to my show. Nice people, dude. Uh, they don't have a, you know... You, it's nice uh, to be around people who are just like, I don't know, normal. I guess that's what you would call it. Uh, friendly is the other way to put it. So um, great weekend. And I feel like I'm crushing this podcast. It started out so well. I'm going to talk about something that's uh, hmm, what bothered me. Oh, here's what bothers me. And I know how the world is right now. People are like, the pandemic, man. Nobody wants to work. Stop hiring people who can't do a job to do the job. Go out of business. You know what I mean? I was, I won't name the restaurant or the location or the city. I was just say, hey, first of all, you get what you pay for, but they're charging a lot for shit lately, and I'm getting sick and tired of paying a lot for shit. Um, but here, here's the story. I'm at a restaurant. You know, it's one of those places you order. I'd say consider it close to Chipotle. They got everything in front of you. You say mm, one, one, one. You know, one of those, one of those, one of those. And uh, hey, baby, it's empty inside. There's one couple in front of us, and it's two old ladies. And there's one person behind me. I do a real simple order. You know. How about how simple is this? I'll just say cheese and bread. That's all I ordered, baby. And uh, my significant other, soup. Very simple. What else was ordered? That's it, probably. Right? And uh, it took 20 minutes for a quesadilla and soup. You want to know why? They lost the quesadilla they made for me. They made it. And somehow someone got it to go behind me or someone got it through the drive-thru. But it doesn't make sense because there's two separate areas. And so I'm sitting there and like, what'd you order? And I saw them make it, right? I saw them put rice and beans in it. Oh boy. And then I'm at the line. It's paid for. We're waiting for it. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And the guy comes back up and my wife says, hey, is there napkins? This guy's disabled. So what does he do? He doesn't finish completing our order and giving it to us once it's paid for. Right? Like we're still waiting to get it. And so he goes off for about five minutes and refills all of the napkins. He doesn't get us napkins. He completes the entire job. God bless him. He didn't do it uh, maliciously. He did it like this is how you do the job. This is exactly how you do, do the job. If somebody asks you for napkins, you refill all of the napkins. And then you come back. And then you realize that quesadilla is not there anymore. And you have to tell somebody to make it. 
this is 15 minutes. I'm really upset. Why? Shouldn't be. But I'm in not a bit of a rush, but you you got a child, two years old. Hey, I came in here. The store's empty. I ordered one thing. Hey, I already said it. Cheese and bread. Where'd it go? Why is it taking so long? I already paid for it. Watch, you made it. Disappeared. Now you're making another one. And guess what? Because they're making another one. You know what they did? Fucked it up. You know how they fucked it up? They didn't even cook it because they're in such a fucking hurry. So I get this cheese bread. You know what it is? Shredded cheese on bread. Should have went to Smith's. You know what I mean? I could have got a whole bag of cheese and a whole loaf of bread for the shit I paid for. What the fuck? Anyways, I got really upset about that. And you know the thing that bothers me is that I feel like this isn't uncommon anymore. It almost seems as if you go anywhere and people are inept. They're stupid. (laughs) And I, I try not to think this, but... If the service sucks at the bottom, does the service suck at the top for all these systems, right? And I think, hey, the answer is yes. And let me tell you this. I, I hate talking about myself, but here's a little secret for everybody. Graduated summa cum laude. Hey, got a master's degree. Means fucking nothing. Don't care about any of those things, right? But I look smart on paper. You know what I realize? Smart people are fucking stupid and how easy it is to do school how easy it is and how hard people pass it off as like oh you know how hard it is no it's not hard you know what you did just that you did it you stood in line paid the price got the check did the homework it was easy you know who school's hard for (laughs) maybe idiots right and oh look at west virginia's graduation rate right it's pretty high. But they're all... Hey, West, I don't got a bone to pick with West Virginia. They were, they were victimized by the Sackler family and the pharmaceutical company and their opiate uh, peddling that destroyed Americans and also the Rust Belt and coal mining and other things like that. But hey, it's all right. I need to talk about something else right now. So... Man, what are we going to talk about? How shitty the fast food industry is. And here's my point. Can't pay these people enough money. It's not about how much money you make. You want to know why it's not about how much money you make? Because nobody wants to make a fucking taco. Nobody wants to make a taco. Nobody wants to make a hamburger. Nobody wants to do any of these shitty fucking jobs anymore. You want to know why? Too much other cool shit in this world. So I don't care if you pay people $20, $30, $50. You know what it is at the end of the day? They're making shitty food. <laughs> right? And they're wage slaves. They're not doing what they want. They're collecting a check. And I feel like there's this whole illusion in society where like we've all just agreed like, hey, we all got to work. You know what I mean? Like, Do we? Do we all have to work for the system? I'm not saying we're all lazy. But why are we pretending that some people need wage slaves? And you know what happens when people don't get these jobs? Take these jobs? You know what they do? They bring in people who are hungry to work from third world countries. Because, hey, in America, we're getting lazy, folks. 
We got so many lazy people, right? <laughs> Nobody's working anymore. And it's not that they're lazy, right? It's that they don't want to be wage slaves anymore. And I don't... Look, bud. I don't want to be a wage slave. Nobody wants to be a wage slave. Have I been a wage slave? You bet. <laughs> the only jobs I've ever had are wage slave jobs. And almost all of them in the world are wage slave jobs. You know what's a job that's not a wage slave job, by the way? Just my quick definition. If you work for yourself. If you make your own bread and butter by yourself... You're not a wage slave. You're a master. And I don't like... Hey, fuck that. I do like the master-slave discussion. Because the fact that slavery as a topic should only be limited to the black experience during the 1800s, 1700s and earlier. Right? Not only in America, but in the world. And for everybody else. Because, uh, hey, everybody has been a slave. White people have... I hate saying it, but it's true. Barbary slave trade? I, I don't know anything about that, but throughout history, my point is uh, humans are pieces of shit and they took way too many liberties with other people, right? Uh, and it's disgusting. Whoever fucking does slavery. At the end of the day, it's ugly. It's irrehensible, right? Don't like it. And I'm not going to pretend it's over. That's my point. Not pretending slavery is over. And I'm not just going to talk about it like it's in the past. And uh, slavery fucking pisses me off. It pisses me off that people say, well, you know, they have slaves in China. You know, we got slaves in America. <laughs> They're at 7-Eleven. They're giving you your food. <laughs> They're giving you a pizza slice. You know what I mean? That's a wage slave. And there's this funny thing where people take a word like, and they'll say, you know, they were indentured servants, right? Oh, you mean slaves, but different language? Yeah, but they weren't like other slaves, like chattel slavery. Uh, so there are all of these slavery terms, right? Tons of them. Why don't we just call an ace what, like a spade a spade? Why, why don't we just call it all one thing? Just slavery. You know, all forms of slavery are despicable. And I don't like anybody who only sees in like a linear tunnel vision like, yo, 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 hey, third eye hitter, stop talking about slavery because white people, uh, Chinese people, black people, uh, all these different demographics have a problem with it because it should only be discussed in this, this area, in this form, in this fashion. You know who tells you that? Somebody who doesn't want you to know you're a slave, right? you're all slaves in America mostly and all throughout the world and I hate saying it but it's not a, like it's not a government anymore we're a corporation and everybody works for somebody they never how many people work for themselves anymore you know one maybe two people in your life who really work for themselves right uh, but for the most part somebody works for somebody right and they get a check from somebody else uh, that's crazy uh, people don't want to like, hey, Walmart's a big giant slave corporation. They built a whole huge fucking building that sells anything you want. And the people who are giving you their product make $7. 25 cents, maybe. What's the, you know what I mean? Hey, they're slaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's crazy. They're either slaves. And there's this, uh, it's an honor to work, by the way. And it's an honor 
to contribute to society in a meaningful way. And the problem is, nobody feels meaning making a double cheese or a chalupa. Hey, nobody feels meaning slinging fries. The people who do are small, small demographic, small group. Don't know a lot about them because, hey, it's a rarity. You really run into somebody who says, dude, I know I just flip burgers for six hours, but I fucking love it. You mind if I come over and make you some dank ass food, dude? Nobody does that because that's like Guy Fieri shit. That is Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is exactly that. He is the motherfucker who will go do a six hour TV show. Hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's that? Eat it, eat it, eat it. Come home. Look at his wife. Say, you won't believe this. I love food. Let me make you something I saw today. That's why he's Guy Fieri. And that's why there's nobody else like him. So, my God, I'm a half hour. In, and eventually I'll stop talking about the podcast. But, you know, what do you do? Here I am. Talking about the time again. Just being cognizant of it. And so, again, I'm talking about slavery. Probably the most uh, interesting topic anybody gives a fuck about. But, you know, when you uh, have a shitty experience at a restaurant and you try to, like, understand it, like, oh, man, these are wave slaves. I'm not mad at him. (laughs) He's disabled. They tried to hire the cheapest hand they could get. Why would they pay $2 more for a really competent person (laughs) who's going to quit in four weeks, because they realize they can make more money elsewhere. That's how that works, right? And uh, people ain't getting paid enough. And as soon as they do get paid enough, you know what they realize? I'm worth more. <laughs> Where's my raise? And there was like, uh, I don't know, man. There's this weird fucked up part of society who, oh, man, I don't even know anymore. So here we are. Here we are. What else am I going to talk about right now? Um, man, I've been thinking a lot. What have I been thinking about? Um, shoot. Slavery. I talked about the pandemic in it. I talked about my weekend. Fuck, man. What else is going on uh, in my life? You know, the podcast is going well. It's going great. Uh, it's great just to do this and not give a fuck. Uh, I hope everybody has it on podcasts like I do and pretends they're talking to themselves. Or who knows how many people I'm talking to? Two, mom and dad. Uh, what? What? Let me think. Let me think. How about this? Shitty drivers. Hmm. Nah. I. Are there more of them these days? I I begin to think this. Yes. Here's why. Are there more people sitting at a light, looking at their phone, waiting for the light to turn green, being delayed a second or two? Right? Yes. So because of that, are more people gradually late to work or to events? Yes. What does that create on the road? Higher levels of anxiety, higher levels of road rage, higher levels of impulsivity. What does that lead to? shitty driving and so what i mean uh, and here's the other thing i've been this shitty driver and you think like it's probably a phase anytime i see somebody driving and it's shitty what's shitty driving speeding no signal um 
swerving, shitty driving. Um, what is an indicator of shitty driving? Fuck. What's a what would be a sign of uh, driving shitty? Hey, if the light's green, not going. Or if the light's red, not stopping. Breaking those rules. Not parking good. That's an example of a sh- I hate people who can't park. Oh, and here's the only time I ever forgive anybody who can't park. If you got one of those handicap things. And if it's so bad, though. Like, you parked. I'm like, oh, they clearly needed it. I also think simultaneously, you clearly need to not be driving. Because if you can't fit into that lane called a parking space... How are you driving on the road? No, no. So here I am. 33 minutes and 33 seconds in. Uh, haven't really figured out what to talk about yet. Uh, what do I think about Vegas? This is interesting. I'll talk about Vegas a little bit. I've uh, been there since I was a child. And the way it's grown and how it is today. Uh... Man, what a fucking city, dude. They are building houses so fucking fast. Makes me happy. There's lots of apartments, but I'll say this too. And this is... Fuck talking about Vegas. Let's talk about Utah. Stop building apartments. Hey. We don't need any more apartments. Build more houses with yards. Okay. Sick of these small fucking houses with small fucking yards. You can't do anything with. Hey. Stop with the 10-story apartments. Why are we boxing people in? Right? What? What's going on? I don't like the way we're developing our society and our cities. At least where I'm at. I'm sick of these fucking apartments. I am sick of small houses. Um, It's like, how privileged is this guy? Hey, hey, here's my point. Why are we all trying to live on top of each other and right next to each other? Can we spread out a little bit? Why are we social distancing for two years and then building everything on top of each other? It makes no fucking sense. Uh, we're way too close to each other, Johnson. We got to tell people to stay six feet apart. And uh, how's that uh, condo and uh, housing apartment development you're working on for uh, 10,000 tenants, right? What the fuck? I get confused about that shit. Like, how are these two things going on? We keep building huge complexes with large groups of people and making houses and lots smaller and smaller and smaller. The only people who get larger lots are millionaires and wealthy people, which is stupid because you used to. How do I know this? It's called anecdotal and personal experience. You can go drive through my city and you can see each house, like depending on what decade it was built and how much property it has, right? And the older the house, typically the more the property. And some houses uh, that are really old now have tiny properties because guess what? They sold it off like those greedy bastards they were. And uh, wow, what's going on with that? You know what I mean? I just, I just wish everybody had more room to live, right? I feel like if you have more your area, your space, if you feel like you don't have to fucking hear. The people above you and below you all days and nights of your life next door to you. Like, how annoying is it? And I've lived in apartments for most of my life as an adult. That's a fact, Jack. And it sucks when you have a shitty tenant that lives next to you. On God, I've had some of the best tenants ever next to me. 
Um, so I've been very blessed and thankful for that. I haven't had too many shitty experiences. Looking back. Uh, <laughs> I was probably that guy, though. That's the thing. I was young and in college. I was probably too loud. Coming home late. Slamming the door. Stomping my feet. Being annoying as fuck. Uh, <laughs> that definitely probably was me. And uh, it sucks to be in an environment where uh, that's all you're given. And I don't like this societal belief like, oh, well, we just got to keep building apartments. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Hey, lots of land south, lots of land north, lots of empty space. Uh, there's so much fucking land. People think, oh, the world's overpopulated. Look up how much land the federal government owns of the state of Utah. Good that the government needs own lots of land. But I'm just saying. The reason we all live in the same fucking space is because the government took all the land, right? That's a state-owned land. That's federally-owned land. You know what they fucking did? They just started taking it all back. Like, oh, you can't live here. Oh, you can't live here. You can live in this small area. And then the reality is, though, you won't have enough money to buy anything in that small area. So you'll live in this building that's right next to this other building that's on top of this other building that's right next to all these other people and it's going to be very confined and close. And you'll think, I honestly feel like this place is too congested. Traffic's too bad. Lines are too long. Products at the store aren't there because eh, everybody needs it. So here we are. Here we are, man. And I don't even know if any of that made fucking sense. So doesn't matter. doesn't matter so what else can i talk about uh for i mean you think about it uh, one of my favorite things that i did in college uh was talking in front of other people in a very unprepared way i think that's maybe why i like this but what i mean is uh like if you had an assignment where uh you might get this in high school i don't even know if they do homework anymore in high school or make people work anymore but uh, I think high school is just going to turn into arts and crafts for six hours <laughs> and emotional support because life is so traumatizing. And how stupid is this? Everybody's so fucking impressed and their life's so fucking hard. It seems to me nothing's ever been easier. It seems to me you're hurt. You got your feelings all, ooh, ooh. hey. Better help. You can get a therapist like that. What's going on in the world where everybody's, ah, mm, I'm me. I'm emotionally damaged. Ah, broken. Ah, talk to me like this. Zay, zam. What's going, why are people so fucking broken? Hey, and they've got all the food they want. What's, you know what's bothering them? The way things are. Things they can't fix. I'm upset about the things I can't fix about myself and the way people treat me about the things I can't fix because I don't know about them. I'm still discovering who I am sexually. Hey, if you don't even know who you are or you're figuring it out, well, some of us have been ourselves our whole fucking life. Dude. Don't get mad at me and don't think I'm judging you because I'm not. I could give a fuck. Honestly, and it's so weird, right? Like these people. Some of these people, the truth is they're mentally unwell, right? And 
when anybody makes them acknowledge that, like, hey, I think something's wrong. <gasps> you're ableist. You're this. You're that. Like, what's wrong with you? Dude, I'm just a person trying to help you out. Norm, like, and here's the thing. Normal. Neurotypical. What is normal? Normal's nice and being socially appropriate. You don't need to have a... You, neurodiverse people, as some people like to call it, are normal people. You want to know why? They understand that if you're nice and socially appropriate, hey, everything goes just fine. People don't treat you weird. People are friendly. People are awesome. And they'll say, Chance, you've always been treated that way because of your societal privileges. And this, No, I haven't. You don't get to tell me what I've experienced. Don't tell me my lack of oppression or all the oppression I have experienced. Nobody gets to speak for this guy besides this guy, right? And you could tell a story about me like this or that. Maybe you have a slice of my life in a, in a frame. But at the end of the day, you don't get to talk for me. You don't get to say if I was oppressed or not oppressed, however my life was or wasn't. You don't get to do that. Only I get to talk about my life in the way that I want to. You can have your opinion. Sure. Say what you want. Say anything you want, really, about your, uh, what's it called? Psychoanalytical breakdown of somebody uh, who you don't know personally, who you're not in the mind of. You're just an armchair uh, academic. Maybe you're a real academic who's been in, and if you listen to my podcast earlier, the same building for all of your life and don't question whether you're brainwashed or not. What do I mean by the same building? A school building, right? And those academic people bother me sometimes. Um, and just highly intelligent people bother me sometimes because they think they're really smart and they think they're really right. And um, if you've been around, I've already talked about this in my podcast. This is me ranting. If you've been around enough smart people, you realize at the end of the day, they're just people, right? They could maybe have more information on a given subject in one area. But guess what? It would only be because what? They read something. Could you read that too? I can read pretty well. And so that's what bothers me about smart people, right? They think they're the only one who can read at the level they read at. I can read research papers, bud, right? I can read medical documents. And you know what I do when I don't understand a word? I look it up and I get smarter, right? And I reread the sentence till I fucking understand it. And it's crazy how someone will look at you and say, did you read the research? <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> Maybe I can read, right? And it's wild to me. Other people don't understand that all educated people are people who have experience reading more in one area than the other. And if it, they didn't read it, well, where'd they gain, gain the knowledge? Was it personal experience? Was it handed down to them by some high and lofty educational person? And let's be honest about this. Education means nothing anymore, right? And I agree. You know what? You want a doctor at the end of the day to fix your broken foot, to perform heart surgery. But you know what? There's lots of doctors you would never pick because you want to know why they'd kill you, right? So even within certain levels of intelligence, you got to discriminate. Hey, that's not a big deal. My point is there's idiots at every level of society and at every part of the bell curve. There's idiots at the left end and the right end of the bell curve. And right in the fucking middle of it, the idiot population permeates the entire spectrum of intelligence. And people fail to realize that. You can be really fucking smart 
and a complete fucking idiot at the same damn time. And it's not impossible. Um, I've met, and it's like, how do you know this? I've been around lawyers, doctors my whole fucking life, dude. And I've heard how shitty their lives are. How have you heard that? I just have. Bad. Not, hey, I've heard how they didn't know things. I've heard how... Um, Funny stories about doctors, right? Uh, here's a funny story. I grew up, because I grew up around lawyers and doctors. Here's one of the doctors I grew up around. He was one of the best doctors, medical doctors, surgery doctors in Utah. Valley, maybe Utah in itself. And I would go swimming at his, uh, I'd visit with his family and swim his pool when I was younger. And he told stories, and he told me this one story one time, and it made me never want to ride a motorcycle. And you uh, sound like mean. Yeah, just every kid there. <laughs> I just got an electric scooter. I swear to God. Wanted to ride like a moped thing. And he said, oh, that's nice. You know, the other kids were jealous. Um, he said, but whatever you do, don't get a motorcycle. And um, I said, why is that? He said, well, you're going to die if you do. I said, what do you mean? He said, do you know how many people I've, how many lives I've saved? Who were on the operating table who rode motorcycles? I had one guy who said, doctor, am I going to live? And obviously this is all paraphrase. And this doctor looked at me as he's telling the story. And he said, I looked down at the man as I'm saving his life. And I said, does it really matter if I save your life or not? And the reason he said that is the guy who was riding motorcycle didn't take his life seriously from the beginning. So he, you know, that story let somehow as shitty as I butchered it impacted me to never want to ride a motorcycle again um that was in fifth and sixth grade i would ride that moped to fifth grade football practice um and i felt fucking cool about that um and then never wanted a motorcycle again never got on one uh i've even had there's motorcycles in my family i'll never get on it because of what that guy said that doctor so yes, I did grow up around lots of smart and intelligent people, and that uh, I have more stories about that guy, right? <laughs> he was a wonderful man, um, but wow, man, intelligent, smart people aren't everything you think they are, um, and I think our society has a hard time understanding that, and just people in general have a hard time questioning authority. I have a very easy ability to question authority, like I've mentioned before in my podcast, mother lawyer, father psychologist doctor hey felt like they didn't know everything when i was young and what do i mean by that it's like uh your dad could be a psychologist but sometimes he still doesn't know how you feel isn't that crazy your mother could be a lawyer but she doesn't understand your argument sometimes and maybe i was wrong maybe i was right but i knew when i was young sometimes I'm like no 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 you don't get it and i'm too stupid because I'm a kid to explain it. I got no language skills. And everything going on in my life was so complicated. For example, for example, I would act out as a child sometimes. Um, in fifth and, uh, what was it? Yeah, fifth and sixth grade. I got sent to the principal's office and I was almost put in special education. I got sent to the principal's office mm, once a week. I fucking hated authority dog i didn't do a damn thing they told me they thought i was disabled dude i couldn't learn what was going on in my life at that time hey my mother had breast cancer 
And I didn't really understand that, right? Like, why was I acting out? Why was I misbehaving? You know what? Maybe I was fucking scared as a kid. I didn't, and I didn't really know how serious it was, but these things unfold in your life. And now looking back as a child, I can see how, oh, maybe I was unsure about my mother's future. So what the fuck did school matter? You know what I mean? What? Hey, fifth grade teacher, why am I singing this propaganda music for like, you know, uh, this land is your land in a uh, fifth grade in Utah where I lived. You have to go sing every song uh, that has to do with America and, and together in an audience. Uh, it's one of the worst brainwashing things I've ever experienced looking back. Either way, I knew it was bullshit back then and I didn't fucking want to do that. I got sent to the principal's office. I talk shit. I acted out, um, and you know nobody understood it. You know, didn't matter how smart everybody was. My teacher didn't. Nobody could fucking put this shit together. I think now maybe they'd be understand, but I gotta say this too. Maybe I haven't talked about this in my podcast, but I'm gonna close on this. I uh, let's see how long this will take me. It's ten forty six. This has got to be a good rant if it's gonna be anything of a rant. Um. Here's my point. Here's my rant. I, and I might have already done this, but I'm bothered by special education. What do I mean by that? Um, I'm bothered by this system that uh, says, hey, we love you for how different you are, Johnny. Come on in. Here, take this pill, this pill, and this pill because we know how you are. And if you're really yourself, you can't come in here, so you got to be something different. You got to be medicated, Johnny. We love who you are when you're medicated, and that's my biggest fucking gripe with everybody in that fucking industry. We love who these people are medicated. <gasps> He's just so aggressive, so we have to medicate him. He can't sit still. Medicate him. Hey, they don't give a fuck. The whole system. Teachers do. Sure. Administrators might, okay, but nobody, hey, by the way, gives a fuck about your kid if they're in special education on the general larger scheme of things. And here's why. Because if they really are different, <laughs> guess what? Hey, I think, I think they need Adderall. <laughs> I think your child's emotionally disturbed. Let's put them on an antidepressant. It's like when someone's overweight, has a lot of health problems, Right? And they, they're, they're depressed, blah, blah, blah. And they look at them and they say, they don't even talk about the diet. They just say, hmm, uh, maybe there's a chemical imbalance somewhere in your body. Let's give you this prescription. <laughs> hey, you can't tell they're eating shit and they're sedentary as fuck. And that's con the largest contributing factor to what they are. And maybe it's not the largest, but damn it, if it's not the quarter largest, half largest, whatever the fucking part it is, and it never gets addressed, it just gets prescriptioned. That's, hey, and if you wonder why I question vaccines, that's why. That's why. This whole fucking system with special education and the pharmaceutical company's foothold, and we love different people, but only when they're medicated. And they made me. A potential candidate. This whole system, right? I hate them. Hey, graduated college, summa cum laude, got a master's degree. Not on Adderall, bud. Not medicated. 
right? How did I do that? I was fortunate my father was a psychologist and knew maybe some of the things I talked about, but he was worried about keeping his wife alive. So, hey, you know, uh, school problems, things like that didn't work out too well for me. That's fine. I, very fortunate I came out the way I am uh, because that's the way things are sometimes. But my point is this. Fuck special education. Fuck anybody who says the only way we'll accept you is if you're medicated. Oh, my God. I can't imagine someone telling me, like, Chance, the only time I'm going to hang out with you is if you're smoking pot because that chills you out. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I have to be chill to hang out with you? Sometimes I'm not chill. Sometimes I get angry. I get upset. I get I get fiery. Whatever it is, dude. I'm not always chill. And I'm not always going to chill myself out. So I need to be around you. Nobody's done that. But, you know, you get my fucking point. So, wow. Uh, that's what I fucking think, okay? And it bothers me. Uh, this is the what people do. And um, I got to make a, cre- a correction. I made a story about... Uh, developmental delays, developmental delays, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, it had to do with masks. Apparently, the study published by the CDC, which made them re- change the milestones and guidelines, was from 2019. Hey, guess what? doesn't fucking matter. Explain it still. Why are these kids dumber? You want to know why? Screens. And I'm telling you to do this. Anybody fucking listen to my podcast, right? God bless you for even making it this far. Don't know why you listen. But here's my problem. This isn't with you. This is with people. If I ever see anybody at a restaurant and the kid has a screen, you know what I think? The parents are retarded. And I hate that word. But that's what I think. You want to know why? What are you doing to your kid? You're destroying their fucking brain. And I've talked about this in my previous podcast. And I hate the R word. And I use it appropriately. Right? (laughs) It bothers me a lot when people developmentally delay their child's potential growth by giving them a screen and it's an electronic pacifier and sure i get it but how do you deal with a kid i don't know fuck dude parenting is what they used to call it right being with the kid parenting them playing with them i don't know man talking to them making them figure out what dinner time is and what dinner time is it's called sitting in your fucking chair and waiting till the food's ready usually if you're at home you can sit on the couch have a water eat a potato chip nice appetizer but when you go out in public in the restaurant you know what happens you gotta sit in the same spot and uh i just want to let everybody my two-year-old understands this concept uh i've never last time i had to leave a restaurant was when she was maybe 13 months old okay and she's never had a screen in a restaurant. I will never give my child a screen in a restaurant. Hey, just also, by the way, just made a six-hour drive to Vegas. Never gave my child a screen. Why? I never had one growing up. And when you numb a kid out for six hours, right, it destroys who they are. And it, there's a lot of other destructive patterns that build up when you give a kid a screen, especially in the scar, in a car excuse me, or at a restaurant. Here's what your kid looks like in 18 years when they're on their prom date, high school, senior year, taking their, their date to a nice uh, fucking place. You know what they're doing? They're on the screen the whole time or distracted the whole time. You, you want to know why? Because they never learned how to fucking pay attention. 
and you know how to pay attention, you're bored a little bit and you focus. <laughs> and it takes time. It You have to teach patience, right? You do. You have to teach a child to be okay with boredom. Uh, and I don't get bored ever. You want to know why? Because uh, I don't, right? I don't believe in boredom. Boredom doesn't exist in my life. There's always something to do. There's always something to talk about, especially with my me and my kid. So that's my other pet peeve. And I'm going to end it right here. I fucking did it. And the podcast is about over. But yeah, that's my rant. If your kid, and here's my thing. There's a time and place for watching the Jungle Book. There's a time and place for, uh, you know, calling grandma, FaceTime. There's a time and place for watching Toy Story, reliving some of these things. But if your kid, huh, if that's all they have, right, you're hurting them. And here's my here's my concession, right? If you are an only parent and your life is so fucking hard, right, that you have that like this is the only I, I, I think about it, like, when is it okay? You know when it's, like, any fucking body you can afford to go out to Texas Roadhouse, have a phone, order the meal, and have the kid on the phone the whole time, can listen to what I'm saying and change their life. No excuses. No excuses. The people who I'm thinking are, like, who who would never listen, or, like, who don't apply to what I'm saying, aren't able to listen to this podcast because their life is in such a shitty situation that... Uh, their kid looking at their screen is an actual positive escape. And that demographic I'm speaking to, I hope is so fucking small. None of those people listen to this podcast. But the demographic that would listen to this podcast, if you are somebody who uses a screen as an electronic pacifier consistently for children five years and younger, five years and younger, that's my qualifier, five years and younger, right? You're destroying them, right? Um, and... Here's the thing, like, all right, some people like, where does autism come from? I'll tell you where some autism comes from. Screens. End of story. It's called virtual autism, according to some people. And it's so true, right? And you can develop virtual autism as an adult. And I've seen plenty of adults who I'm like, how'd you get autistic? Because you're on your phone the whole time. You got no fucking social skills. You look like an idiot, right? Because you're like this. Women, men, lots of them. Drives me fucking nuts. Anyways, that's the end of my rant. I made it this far in the podcast. I'm so fucking glad. I had a great night, uh, great weekend. Thank you, Sam Tripoli. Thank you, everybody. Brian Callen, Johnny Battencourt, uh, everybody for the great show. Thank you to my wife. Thank you to uh, grandparents. I had a great time. Uh, thank you to anybody who listens to the podcast or doesn't listen. Uh, you're using your, uh, what's it called? You're right at freedom. So we're going to end on a jam, everybody. So don't get jelly. God bless you all. Thank you so much again for being here with me today. It means a lot. It means everything to me. <laughs> Almost does. But, uh, yeah. Peace and love.